Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It is V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, CJ, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean. Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app. Known to humanity, we're everywhere you want us to be. And check out our base sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. And with that being said, CJ, I know we're this is like short notice. We're supposed to have Harley on. He had um, some issues come up. And we had to reschedule again. Uh, last Friday was kind of ridiculous. Harley and I, believe it or not, Siege, believe it or not, Siege, <laughs> Friday, Harley and I did a full, complete show. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We went a full 30 minutes, had complete interactions the whole nine yards. Uh, guess who forgot to throw the switch to take it live? <laughs> Well, one thing's for certain, V, it wouldn't have been me. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I started laughing. Poor Harley. <laughs> Har- poor Harley. I had to apologize to Harley. And we both started cracking up. We had it, He was a good sport about it. But, uh, yeah. The well, whole how was the, well, the conversation? Was how was the conversation? You want to recap it for today's show? <laughs> <laughs> I was, dude, I was laughing. I'm like, you see, this is what happens when I don't have CJ around. Mm. I ran 30 minutes asking him all sorts of questions. He was uh, going deep on the whole, uh, you know, thing with NATO and Ukraine and Russia and so many things that were happening. I mean, the issues that are happening here in the United States with inflation, this, that, and the other. And yours truly didn't flip on the live button to take it live. So we did a whole 30-minute interview. Nobody heard it, and it wasn't even recorded. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's for a good oh, reason my. you have to hit it twice, right? Because... You know, you click it once and this says, are you sure you want to go live? Yes, because, I mean, you, you would hate to be like be setting something up. Right. And you're sitting waiting, waiting for everyone to join and and you hit the go live button. You're sitting there by yourself. So it it, it happens, bro. It's it's it's, yeah. it's it's no worries. I mean, I was I was going to listen in. I can't remember what I was doing during the time. And it just kept <laughs> it kept like starting. I'm like, well, something must be up. And I thought, well, maybe maybe Harley had to reschedule or something. But. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure Harley. Yeah, was I, a, I apologize for all it. those that that waited forever. People like Bella Star turning Japanese. Ronan returns. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I, I. I am the gorilla minimalist in terms of production. You got that right, Ronan. You got that right. I. This is why we have CJ, the producer extraordinaire, handling the airwaves, making sure the broadcast is always coming out crispy and clean. This is what happens when I'm at the. <laughs> I'm at the control helm, man. It's chaos. I think I think what I'm gonna do is is going forward like any shows that I'm not hosting live stream is go and comment and put an asterisk by it that I'm not hosting this in case it goes south. Yeah, I think you might have to do that just in case people might get mad at you for no reason. You know? <laughs> oh my god, bro! It's a, it's a short show. We're doing the short notice. Uh, two p.m. folks. We got Jet Blake. He's coming back for part two of the interview. So 
get your seatbelts ready. Uh, get your notebooks in hand. That's going to be a uh, a tour de force. Uh, we're gonna definitely run that. I'm gonna get some lunch soon, so I'm, I'm excited for. Did you go to Portillo's yet? Yes, yes, the new one that Dude. just opened up, right? Yeah, on on in, on 32. Yeah, oh my god. Yep. Yeah, good stuff there. Dude, their beef definitely sandwiches. There's Italian beef sandwiches. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I got one better for you. There's there's another sandwich shop. I'll, I'll tell you the name of it because I remember. But it's it, it's half Italian beef and then also another half of uh, Polish sausage. So it's oh kinda, shoot, really? Oh my god, yeah, it's killer. But but Portillo's is definitely spot on. Yeah, yeah, they're really good, man. They're really good. Anyway, Siege, what do you want to talk about today, man? Well, I tell you what, man, that that weather pattern that blew through the Midwest this past weekend was just just insane. (laughs) I mean, bro, I I woke. Go ahead. I thought the roof was going to come off the house. It was. was Are you kidding me? That that's hilarious because my wife and I, um, I'm knocked out of sleep. The poor the poor girl's up running around the house thinking the whole house is getting buffeted. She's running from one end to the other. And it was like at 4 a.m. Dude, whatever was gripping through the Midwest completely missed us. We woke up in the morning, Kentucky, over 100 people dead and counting, you think it is? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 um, it's terrible. I mean, that that tornado was on the ground, I think, 200 miles plus. Oh, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen any of the aerial from the devastation. but You know what's funny, I, Siege? One of the p- things that died, the, the, the amount of people that died in Kentucky was that candle factory, right? Yeah, candle uh, th- that factory got leveled, and I think there was an Amazon. Yeah, factory, the warehouse forty warehouse. people died there. Something yeah, like that. you know what's funny though? What the heck are people working in a candle factory at three or four in the morning on a Saturday? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's <clears> odd. Yeah, it must be cranking out quite a bit of, of of volume to be running three shifts. I mean, like think that. about it. We're, uh, the economy is in a crunch. Supply crisis is all over the place. You know, uh, sales for for um, uh, you know, Black Friday sales are down. A holiday shopping season retail sales are in the toilet, but they're pumping out candles at three, four in the morning on a Saturday. They don't they're, they probably they're probably like a white label company. They probably make for Yankee and who knows what other Maybe. companies. They probably ship unlabeled and then people wrap it with their own stuff. I, I guarantee you that if they're running three shifts like that, they're they're that busy. I mean, my gosh, that's. That's some, some heavy manufacturing production going on right there, running three shifts with candles. I'm gonna put my conspiracy hat on. What if Uh-oh. it wasn't a? What if it wasn't a? Uh, uh, my better half and I were talking about this. What if it wasn't a candle company? Hmm. I, I mean, honestly, dude. I mean, I don't know of any candle company that's running 24 seven, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday. Mm, I don't know. Well, I don't anyway, know. I mean, there's chemi- I, I mean, gorgeous. there's there's chemicals and uh, yeah, that's true. you know different. Yeah, you know. The fabrication, the the molding, you know, the I mean, it, it it could be. I mean, and the shipping, the shipping department. I mean, it, it could be, but I I don't know. I I tell you what, I was disgusted in V. I was truly disgusted at the administration and those on the left that wanted to take every opportunity to plug global warming Bunch uh, with of this. I mean, that was just you know absolutely disgusting. I mean, they're such opportunists. Anything and everything that they can take to say, yeah, more more severe storms like this or are coming because you know global warming and 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 we know like most ex- experts would agree that i think the earth is actually cooling correct uh, not 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 heating but for them to during that time period and i watched one i think it was i'm not sure why she was doing a facebook live stream instead of calling someone for for help but there is a video that's out there of a lady that was actually trapped in the warehouse that's just like screaming asking for help saying there was numerous people that were were trapped as well um, i have some friends that live down in that area 
Uh, they weren't the impacted by it, but they were just like 45 minutes north of there. Uh, but they they have extended friends and so forth that, that were. But yeah, it's pretty pretty chaotic. And then you know during that time period, and I'm not sure whether you know China's kind of trolling the United States or whatever. But uh, I guess apparently China has reached out uh, to to those particular states. I'm not sure if they did it through the federal government or ever to say, hey, you know we're here to offer emergency assistance if if needed. Yeah. in that area because they probably understand how broke we are <laughs> yeah bro uh it, it, we're, exactly it, 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 oh my god it's it <laughs> uh the the emperor truly has no clothes man the emperor truly has no clothes and it's it's um yeah yeah they understand how broke we are yeah and you know what's crazy i just i just don't i just don't think that they they get it right like if you if you look at this make believe administration, everything that they're they're executing, and they st- and they, they still have Fauci. I, I can't understand how in the world that guy still has a job, hasn't been prosecuted, but he they still put him out there as the 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 most informative voice out there in regards to all the efforts. And if you look at these states that are that continue these crazy these crazy mandates, and I and I tell you what, V, I think more and more people are just are just not having it. They're they're not listening and. And I just again, just going back to some of our previous conversations, you just look at the the massive amount of of either spending, the massive amount of, of and I think that's why they continue this narrative in regards to the the fear with COVID is just to warrant and greenlight all this this continuation of spending, this continuation of dollars to prop up, you know, states to prop up, you know, companies. I can't understand for why there hasn't been any investigation as to how the U.S. taxpayers could fund a good chunk of the research for the the vaccine for the jab, but yet turn that strictly over to those companies, and then they reap the billions and 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 profits. I I I just don't get that. And we're and the, the the government's buying the product. I just I don't get it. V. It's just it's just insane right now in terms of what Washington D.C. is doing. The it, it's criminal. It's criminal. It's remarkable to me to see even witness this. The fact that now governments are is this really about healthcare? Is it really? Wouldn't you want a plethora of a, a variety? No, 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 no. But you have your chosen few, your cartels that are always picked. Like I said, there's cartels in every segment of the economy. Look at your cell phone providers. There's two to three cell phone providers, right? I mean, sorry, like yeah, three to four, right? Uh, look at your automotive companies. There's three to four of them. Look at your pharmaceutical. Three to four of them. Look at your healthcare. Three to four of them. Look at your insurance companies. Three to four of them. Everything is in every sector of the economy is cartelism. Media. Three, you know, three to four media. It's always three to four, maybe five at the most. Cartels that 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 control everything, that dictate the price, that work in cohesion to eliminate the competition, and people have no choice. So this is what you get. This is what you get. You have you are happy. This is real fascism here. Yeah, real I'm, fascism. Yeah, I'm not sure if if he listens to the show. I'm, I wasn't very familiar with his work until I listened to the podcast. But Matt Taibbi was recently with with uh, Rogan, mm-hmm. and um, it was interesting because some of the his his talking points through some of the financial portions of it were things that we have directly said on here you know even even years ago you know he was using almost some of the very exact language in regards to the government basically it's like a it's a wealth extraction oh, get you know, out of here the middle class. yes 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 Dude, and, that's yeah you know, there's only one person that's been talking about wealth extraction since like 2012 yeah and basically like that's you know trans- 
transfer of power, transfer of funds to the top 1%. You know, he talked about the consolidation of, of, of big business, the elimination of, of small business. And we started talking that, you know, a year and a half ago, V, in terms of predicting what they would, they would leverage and use this for. And, and, and now, and now we're seeing it. I mean, if they impose, you know, outside of those states that are not shutting down or doing restrictions, I can't imagine V what it looks like in some of those states, New York, California, as a small business owner, how they're even able to function and and make money. I mean, it's and and then you look at back then during the payroll tax relief or whatever dollars were spent out, it was crazy. The companies, big corporations, right? You know, when we think of when I think of small business, I'm thinking maybe less than a thousand employees, maybe less than that. But you find out that a national chain restaurant like Ruth Chris gets like thirty three million dollars or something like that. It's like uh, I don't know if I'd have worn a, a, a small business or not, but. But I think I think it's just been been enhanced the massive consolidation that we're seeing leveraging COVID, uh, not only in terms of, of of government with their ability to print endless amount of dollars, uh, but also also the destruction of of small business. So therefore, now we're seeing that that perfect alignment, that perfect merger of of government and and companies uh, to operate uh, together in unison. V. Oh yeah, man, it's um, it's it's remarkable to see where we are and it, it and i'm glad at least fine you know i don't get to go on road but taibi gets to go on there and talks about wealth extraction that's, that's fine as long as people understand the scam that's all i care about that's all we care about see we don't care if we you know blow up and become the number one po- i give a rat's rear end i don't want to be famous i want to be anonymous you know i want to be as as minimal uh on the radar screen as possible and if we can get that terminology out there, wealth extraction scheme, then people will start understanding that. Because we've been saying it for years, man. I've been saying it for years. That, that, that's my lingo. So, yes. I'm, hey, you know, if, if someone wants to utilize that, go for it. Yes. Same same lingo, lingo and the people who completely got the inflation measurements wrong, you know, several months ago. Like several months ago, people who specifically didn't talk anything about finance, economic, they're, they're more just like political commentators. Yeah. They did shows like a year ago saying, you know, what, what inflation? Yes, it's it's very marginal. This is this is uh, this is transitory. This is, part, uh, this is yes, this is transitory. This is part of of the cycle. It's going to happen, but there's no real inflation. And now they're doing shows talking about, oh shit, look at this inflation. Doc. I think it was just came out today in a report that inflation is at a, at a 40, 40 year high mark. But we have an administration who believes that we can print an additional three trillion dollars. Call it, call it infrastructure, whatever the hell they want to call it, and that it's actually going to reduce inflation. I, V, I, I don't understand. Like, they, they just firmly believe that if they say something, that ple- people are going to believe it. It's insane. It's incredible. It's incredible. They literally think that they can do this. They literally think they can print their way out of debt. They literally believe they could print their way of. Um, you know, out of out of the situation that they're in, it's it's unbelievable, Siege. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah and 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 I I may be wrong on this, but I believe that the majority of those funds, and here's here's the crazier part, the the majority of those funds that they're, they're going to be set aside. I believe it's upwards of two trillion dollars are going to be housed within the Department of Transportation, and and Booty what? Juice will be the one to decide where those funds go to. So why? So why uh, is the Department of Transportation handling this? Well, because they look at it as roads and infrastructure 
you know, type programs. But it's just, again, just another huge, you know, wealth extraction. You, you cannot tell me within that silver lining of that is that if you're not if you're not a, a green energy company or if you're not politically aligned uh, with this administration, do you think that you're going to see one dollar? Do you think Florida is going to see any of those federal dollars to help with any type of infrastructure programs in Florida? I, I doubt I, I doubt so. No. This is a great opportunity. If you guys are thinking about creating a business opportunity, this is a great time for you to start an LGBTQ construction company. You could have rainbow hard hats, rainbow overalls. Uh, you could have purple uh, construction trucks, the whole nine yards. And then go to Booty Juice and be like, look, I'm an LGBTQ pro um, uh, company. You will get hundreds of millions of dollars and you don't have to produce anything. You don't have to lay a single square meter or yard of groundwork or road work. Do nothing. You can take the $500 million that you, they'll probably dole out to you and literally build a bridge to nowhere. Nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Find your local hiking trail, knock down a tree, put it over a stream, and be like, hey, here you go. We built a bridge. It's, it's a green bridge. It's mm -hmm. environmentally friendly. There yeah. you go. We're improving the infrastructure of the future of the deindustrialized United States Socialist States of America. I mean, that's a brilliant idea. I mean, why not, Siege? I think I'm, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to get myself a rainbow vest and a rainbow hard hat and apply for, <laughs> we'll, call it v, we'll call it V and CJ's uh, uh, Construction Inc. 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 Right? Well, both of us are probably going to have to lose quite a bit of weight to fit into any of those skinny jeans or those those skinny uh, trousers. We, um, but we can do it, Siege. <laughs> we can do it. Think about that. And our overalls will look like a, a mankini, kind of like what Borat would wear. But we'll wear that over our clothes. But it was rainbow colored. We walk into a meeting. The first thing they're going to ask is like, "You guys, you guys eat steak, don't you? you guys? Like, be you guys eat meat? <laughs> uh, straight up sausage. That's all we do. We eat sausage all day, every day. And our symbol will be a, sa a sausage. That that'll be our symbol. Sausage between two buns. That'll be the symbol of our construction company. And on our, our rainbow colored trucks, you'll you'll make millions. The more woke you are, the more money you'll make. Absolutely. Go, uh, <laughs> It's like this in banking. You go to a bank, you tell them, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a consulting. They want to KYC, AML the hell out of you and fine, whatever. But if you go ahead to a bank and say, look, I am for LGBTQ and environmental sustainability. Oh, my God, yes. They will roll out the red carpet for you. Everybody's woke. And nobody cares about going broke, even though they will go broke. This is where we are in this world. It's unbelievable. They're not going to get a penny. If you're a real construction company, you're not gonna get a, you're not gonna get a penny. All that money is gonna go to green initiatives. And green initiatives are just a money laundering operation. Just like the Iran war, you know, just like the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war and what happened in Libya. These are and what happened in Syria. All of this is just a money laundering operation. So Booty Juice, who is a Clintonista, who is a Clinton installed plant yes right a man of very dubious background a man who has dubious military background nobody even knows who people that supposedly units that he served with those units are like we don't even know this guy never seen him before another obama right a guy with a totally fictitious past booty juice is the guy a clintonista he's gonna i bet you i, I bet your bottom dollar 
The Clinton Foundation is going to get some of that paper. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you right now, CJ. <laughs> uh, we have uh, we have some uh, great uh, green initiatives that are happening right now in uh, in Haiti. And I like to get all that all that uh, that uh, they need the environmental help to help prevent against uh, hurricanes, and uh, we got that going on, Siege. <laughs> we have that going on. I want to help all those Haitian children. <laughs> Every one of them. I want I want to touch them, make them feel real special. <laughs> I want to make I want to touch them, uh, those Haitian children, and I want to make them feel special. I want to make them feel loved, CJ. The kind of love that Monica knows about. I, again, I, I don't know how my DNA got on that dress, Siege. I have no idea. I mean, I was brushing my teeth, and she walked in. I got startled, and there goes my DNA. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, dude. That's crazy. You know Booty Juice is going to be doing out to the Clinton Foundation. You know, every green, green – you want to talk about money? How come nobody talks about Solyndra? Uh, ho- hold on, V. Now, now. Uh, one of the things Michael and I talk about is uh, I have the the greatest scandal-free uh, presidency in American history. I had no scandals. No scandals whatsoever. But it, nobody talks about Solyndra. Solyndra is a, was a total fraud. $500 million. Was it a million or a billion, Steve? I got to look that up. I I think it was upwards in the billions. I mean, they've boy, the amount of money that poured into that that company. Yeah, um, I'm looking it up right now. Solyndra. Well, maybe the total maybe the total package spent on what Obama did was upwards in the in the billions. And I and there were several companies, and and every every one of those companies folded. Right? Oh, like, five hundred million. Yeah, dude, half a billion dollars to one company. Uh, I don't know what Obama did with that, but uh, I would have spent that on Haiti. <laughs> Half a billion dollars gone, gone. It's crazy, Siege. Well, and 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 here's the shitty part: like, like if we really wanted to get to to a green economy, and 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 we could, like, like literally, it could be like an entire. You know what? V, maybe I'll do an entire podcast series of of the the true green energy the true green manufacturing and and talk about like the 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 power of hemp like if if you want to talk about a way that america could reverse its course there there are so many different things that we could do and and i imagine texas will probably be the first state you know they have a pretty robust hemp program but everything ranging from hemp fuels hemp biofuels to hempcrete uh to hemp wood you know they're manufacturing these homes from hemp you know, they could they could use it to retro, like redo the cars and the stronger, you know, get rid of the fiber class. I mean, there's so many things that we could leverage and create a true green type revolution. And and it would probably it, it would be healthier for the, the environment. I mean, and, it, and it's right. It's right here in front of us. Like we there's already companies that are putting these things, you know, together as we speak. I, I believe one of the largest hempwood manufacturing companies is, is uh, in Kentucky and literally they have uh, Lowe's, Home Depot. They have these massive contracts already lined up for the for the ready to to sell the hemp wood, and and the problem that they run into is what is is funding, is funding because it takes a lot of money, a lot of money to get these programs, these things going, but people they don't want to hear of you because again it falls back to what our government does is that they don't want true solutions. They, you know, they want solar, they want they want wind, 
They want to they want to get rid of any type of anything that they don't create or anything that they can't launder properly. They don't want to be involved with it. It's just just truly insane. Yeah. Hemp clothing, hemp textiles. I mean, I mean, my God, it, it just it just amazes me, like the opportunity that's there um, in regards to, to hemp and everything that could be could be done with it. It's just gets to the point, even home for veterans, like we could do these micro homes for 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 homeless vets and you know, building these homes out of, out of hemp and, and uh, my gosh, just, it, it could create an entire manufacturing revolution here, here in our country, if we allowed it to. Yeah, it really can, man. It really can. Hey, I'm going to, I found the video and uh, let me, I don't know how to play it with sound siege. Yeah. Just um, hit the, um, the share button. Yeah. Hold on. Let me hit the it. share button. And, and when you hit that share button, you it brings up your screens. Mm-hmm. Look in the very bottom left. There's a real small check box there that says share system audio. And click that small box, and then you can do it. Your audio will pipe through. Okay. All right. So I'm hitting the share button. Okay. And, and then what I do, share screen or video file? Yeah, share screen. Share screen. Yep. And then look in the very... You'll see your screens there. You'll choose which one. And then look to the bottom left. There's a little box that you have to check to say share system audio. I don't have that. You don't have that? No, that's weird. Well, I it's a, there's three options on top. It says entire screen, window, or Chrome tab. Hit entire screen? Yes, entire screen. Okay, then I see share system audio. Okay, got it. Yep, click that. There you go. And then what? And then And then share. And then just play whatever you want on that screen. And it'll come through from that screen only. Uh, okay. Um, but not the tab, right? Oh, it can go with the tab. Okay, cool. Oh, got it. All right, here there we go. go. And now whatever you play will pipe pipe through on that other whatever screen you're choosing from. You remember that video I told you about that I wanted to find that, that, that breaks down what carbon trading is? Because I've been saying it for years, Tesla. Yes. Is a carbon training firm. I'm gonna pay you. I'm gonna play you guys. It, it, probably the most informative eight minute video. And this was done pretty much by accident by Auto Trader, and it explains to you carbon trading. And after the video, I'm gonna break it down for you guys so you understand what the green scheme is all about. Okay. Let me see. Let me know if this works, Siege. Here we go. Tesla and Alfa Romeo. Yep, like chalk and cheese, don't they? One's Italian, one's American, one's famous for making electric cars as pure as the driven snow. The other is known for using Ferrari-derived V6s. But what if I told you that without the help of Tesla and Elon Musk, Alfa Romeo might be in some pretty serious trouble? Welcome to another video where I try and break down some of the industry's lesser known stories. I've already explained to you why cars sound terrible in 2020. You can click here to watch that. And I've also told you who killed the Ford Focus RS. But today I want to break down why without Tesla's help, Alfa Romeo and Maserati and Jeep and Fiat and Chrysler might have some pretty big problems. To understand this story, we've got to go back in time to when the European Parliament and Council adopted regulation brackets EU 2019 forward slash 631, 
which included some brand new, really strict emission standards for brand new cars. Long story short, if any car manufacturer wants to sell cars in Europe, they have to have an average fleet emissions of 95 grams of CO2 per kilometer or less. If not, they've got to pay a fine. For every gram over that 95 grams per kilometer limit, they have to pay 95 euros multiplied by the number of cars they sell in Europe. So let's just say a hypothetical car maker, Rory's Rides, makes 10 cars. And in that range of 10 cars, the average CO2 emissions is 100 grams per kilometer, five above the limit set by the EU. Let's also say that Rory's Rides sells a million cars a year. Because Rory's Rides is five grams per kilometer over the limit, we have to times that by 95, the fine, times a million, which gives us a fine of 475 million euros. Alfa Romeo are part of the Fiat Chrysler Automobiles Group, or FCA. FCA is the eighth biggest car company on the planet. Their brands include Alfa Romeo, Abarth, Chrysler, Dodge, Fiat, Maserati, Jeep, and Ram. They make a hell of a lot of cars. And crucially, FCA's cars are not what I would consider to be world beaters where CO2 emissions are concerned. In fact, according to a Financial Times report, FCA's average fleet emissions in 2018 was 123 grams per kilometer. Quiet, please. What, what's up? Um, we can't get to player on the... Give, give me 10 minutes, I'll come and do it. So in 2018, they were 28 grams per kilometer above the EU limit. And let's not forget that 95 pound fine. Now, they sold 946,600 cars in 2018. So quick maths, 28 times 95 times 946,600 equals a massive fine. Now, let's be clear, these figures are based on the 2018 numbers. Right now in 2020, FCA's cars will be a little bit greener. And by the time that the new legislation comes through in 2021, they'll be even greener still. But they're still going to miss their targets. And remember, that fine happens every single year that you miss the target. FCA are a big company, but it doesn't take a genius to work out that there's not many companies on the planet that can happily toss away two billion pounds every single year and not feel a hit. And more to the point, it's my personal opinion that being in this position raises massive question marks about the future sustainability of certain brands within the company. Alfa Romeo, as a brand, doesn't actually make any money. In fact, it loses money. Back in 2014, FCA's CEO, Sergio Marchionne, unveiled a plan to bring Alfa Romeo back to profitability that said that they'd need to sell 400,000 cars by 2018. According to some estimates, Alfa Romeo only sold 118,000 in 2017. As for Maserati, when in 2019, they posted losses of 119 million euros. These are brands with massive potential. They're loved by the people who drive the cars and one day they might actually make big money. But right now, they cost money. And it doesn't seem sustainable for FCA to keep throwing away billions of euros every year in fines because of these cars, when the cars don't actually make them any cash. Something has to give, surely. FCA's chief executive, Mike Manley, said that the company would use all options available to it in order to meet the EU's targets. And that includes dropping the most polluting cars from its range. What are the most polluting cars? Well, anything sporty. Maseratis, Alfa Romeos, Abarths. All these cars could be on the chopping block. But before they start swinging the axe too mercilessly, 
they've begun making cleaner engines and started thinking about replacing its biggest polluters with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and EVs. That's what the rest of the industry is doing. But FCA don't have too many full hybrids, plug-in hybrids, or yeah, those cars look so much better. Therefore, the <laughs> was looking a bit grim. So FCA had to go back to the drawing board to revisit regulation brackets EU close brackets 201946316 to see if there was anything inside there, any Watch small this. print that would allow them to renegotiate or otherwise He's avoid the fine. And like in any good contract, there was some small print. One of these loopholes is something called a pool. Yep, so car makers like Volkswagen can offset VW, Seat, and Skoda emissions against Audi and Porsche. But there's also now watch this. This pool that he's talking about, right, not only works for automotive manufacturers, but it's also a globally recognized way of doing business in the future that not only is is relegated to automotive, but also energy, also in ev technology, and in every sector of the economy. And watch, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna get I'm gonna let this guy. Um, Break it down, and then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna Rory Reed break it down, and then I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna break it down even further, so you'll see how a carbon trading system works and how Tesla has made billions on carbon trading when they were losing money on every single car they sell. Also, scope in the regulation for something called an open pool, and this allows manufacturers with nothing to do with each other to form a group to offset one company's CO2 emissions against another. In other words, one company with massive CO2 levels can call up another one with very low CO2, come together, and bring their averages right down. And who do the bosses at FCA know that has a company with really low CO2 emissions? Yeah. Yeah, hi, Elon. Yeah, uh, how you doing, mate? Uh, do you want to make some money? According to a declaration on the European Commission website, Fiat Chrysler formed an open pool with Tesla on February the 25th, 2019. The declaration doesn't show any financial details, but what we do know is that FCA will have paid Tesla handsomely. And this isn't even anything new, by the way. This probably wasn't even a case of FCA approaching Tesla, but more a case of Tesla approaching any manufacturer that was having problems and promising that they could help bring down their average emissions in exchange for money. It's something Tesla have been doing for some time. They closed the deal with FCA on February 22nd, but were still taking applications for other car makers to join the pool until March 25th. And let's be clear, Tesla has already made billions of dollars in the last few years from selling credits in exactly this way. So it's a win-win situation for both sides. Tesla make a bunch of cash that can help them keep making their EVs and FCA buy themselves a bunch of time while they make their own engines and reduce their average emissions while not paying as big a fine as they might have paid the EU. So that's it in a nutshell. Without Tesla, without Elon Musk, the Maseratis and Alfa Romeos and Abbas of this world might struggle massively in the wake of new EU rules. Tesla has come to the rescue of the old guard. How do you guys feel about this? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, please do me a quick favor. There you go. Was that not informative? Yep. And, 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 and think about this. Elon knew about these regs going that this was eventually is going to happen. He didn't know exactly the actual regulation, but he knew.
and certain guys within the industry knew. So what did he need to do in order to capture? And he and 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 uh, Moderna was right. Elon is a freaking genius. In order to capture this, he's like, you know what? I need to make money on the carbon trade because whether I like it or not, I'm going to exploit this. Why? Because this is where industry is going. Fine. So what did he do? He went ahead and he started rolling out the first Tesla Roadster, which was based on a Lotus Elise platform. He needed to make something, right? So he created that. And then the Model S. And now he's, and then the financial crisis happens and he was able using loans from creditors buy a Toyota factory for pennies on the dollar because Toyota spent like $8 billion, $9 billion creating a factory that all of a sudden the 2008 uh, financial crisis hit, Tesla jumped on it. And now they were making cars, but the cars were always a vehicle for the carbon trading. So what happens is that, oh, okay, look, FCA which makes uh, which right now they've been renamed uh, Stellantis, right? They make a they have a variety of cars. Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo, I love. Oh my God, do I love Alfa Romeo? And um, they start, you know, they have Maserati and they have Ferrari. They have all these cars, right? That, that, that's under their belt, you know, the Jeep, the Ram, all that. But if they're over the carbon, they go ahead and they pay Tesla. Tesla goes ahead and trades the carbon credits on their behalf offsetting them so it's a it's basically a carbon credit default scheme but with but with carbon dioxide and the derivatives that are going to be made off this is going to be the trillions this is what the banksters want this is a a, a fictitious economy this is a fictitious scheme and they're going to run this and that's why you know 20 2020 going into 2030 this is going to be the next boom and they're going to run it for all it's worth. So this is how carbon trading works, folks. Same thing applies for energy. Oh, you know, uh, such and such uh, uh, utility company, you know, they're, they, they've been emitting X amount of carbon. They can't make it. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, 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 as an example from New York, you'll have, um, you'll have, uh, um, uh, what the hell is that electric company? Um, whatever. Some, you know, you have Con Edison. They can't make it, so they'll 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 pay off PSE and G. Uh, they'll buy carbon credits from them, and PSE and G will sell uh, Con Ed some carbon credits, so on and so forth. And now all of a sudden, the politicians will come forward, and even though you know Stellantis is pull, you know pumping out Hellcats, seven hundred and eight hundred horsepower you know Hell, Charger and and Challenger Hellcats, you got politicians be like, oh yes, uh, Stellantis is carbon neutral. I'm like, how is that possible? You know, Ferrari hasn't gone electric. Nobody's really gone electric at a at any sort of scale. How are they carbon neutral? What the hell's going on here? Well, this is how they're doing it. And here's the funny thing about electric cars: it's not scalable. You can't scale electric cars. No one has figured out how to make money on electric cars without this carbon trading scheme. No one's figured out how to make money with electric cars without government subsidies and a government intervention. And government meddling. It's an artificial market. Electric cars don't work. It's fake. I'm not saying that the technology doesn't work. I'm talking about making everything electric. It's not going to happen. You can't scale this. You simply can't. 
Without the carbon trading, electric car industry collapses. Without the government inter intervention, electric car industry collapses. Without government subsidies, the electric car industry collapses. V, do you know what? It. Do you know whether they're going to be able to recycle uh, those batteries out of the Teslas? I mean, what's what's the the average life cycle on those those batteries? And not long, man. I feel what like is it, what does it look like when they have to? replace a battery and what type of environmental impact does does that have on where that battery goes do they even know what they're going to do with those batteries man the... uh, cj the, we don't even have enough recycling facilities that can even handle these batteries i think maybe one or two exist in the entire country and they're not in any of any sort of large-scale production any I mean, that's going to be a scale. concern right like you know Huge. i mean not not right now but in in a, in a few years when those batteries start either not holding their charge every batteries don't last forever right i mean there's there's no right. way so so are they going to retro or take those batteries apart and rebuild them? I mean, how much expense is going to be, you know, at that point, I guarantee you people will be trading their vehicles off before that point. And what, what happens to the vehicle? It comes like a, you don't see, you'll see what I'm saying. It's like a vicious cycle, right? It's like a, a vicious cycle. Absolutely, bro. And here's the worst part, dude. Majority of people hold their Teslas for about two years. Two years. Look on autotrader.com. Go to cars.com and type it and go look in the use section. You'll see 2021 Teslas with 3,000 miles on it, 5,000, 10,000 miles. People don't keep those stupid things for long. If it's cold outside, that affects your range. If it's cold outside and you're accelerating hard and you got the heat and the, air, and the heater going in the car, that affects your range. All these things affect your range. No, but people don't understand. Lithium ion in its, in its raw state is a very unstable thing. And just, just because you put it into some sort of a fuel cell, a battery cell pack, excuse me, doesn't re, doesn't eliminate that 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 volatility. It's it, it's like aluminum. Aluminum is constantly changing its state depending upon temperatures. And this is a problematic thing, also for you know for batteries. Chris, Chris, uh, Collier threw up there in twenty twenty four. There'll be ten million tons of spent EV batteries. Whoa! Bingo! Wow! Bingo. Wow. How environmental friendly is that? Exactly. No wonder he needed SpaceX rockets. He wanted to haul that shit to space. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it into space. Well, uh, and it goes back to that model, right? No wonder he got into SpaceX. Shit, if he was making that much just making vehicles, how much more money could it be made on these SpaceX rockets with, you know, countries or or, or governments, whoever, who couldn't afford to, to do their own with just hauling shit up for them or, or leasing out those those rockets. I mean, damn, that would have been a lot of cash. 100%. And, and, and the thing is this, every time you charge a Tesla, every time these yuppies with their stupid Teslas, they pull up, they want to charge their Teslas. Every time they do it, they're diminishing the battery, right? They're diminishing their battery. And, well, time, and plus half those Tesla drivers, like, they don't know that at some point it takes like electricity to charge them up. They just don't plug them in, and that electricity comes from somewhere. <laughs> exactly. They're well. that. It's so dumb. and the and the environmental devastation for in order to get cobalt, in order to get uh, lithium, in order to get um, graphene, in order to get all these things, we don't have them here in this country. Gallium, infium, hafnium. Rhenium, all these you know strategic and rare earth minerals and metals, we don't carry any of that in this country. It's unbelievable, bro. Mm -hmm. But now it I is. have my Tesla. So cool. And this is why the East is not doing that, bro. 
I'm like sitting here. Some of the most brilliant engineers. Like you know, it's funny. Like you know, it, it's every so often I I I I start perusing like the used cars uh, section, and one of the things I looked at is one of the greatest SUVs ever made. And if you want to get a car that will last a lifetime, that will you could out it will outlive you. Find a 200 series Toyota Land Cruiser or Lexus LX 570. Okay, those things came out in like 2008. They hold their value like you would not believe. People don't give them up. The average ownership is about 11 years on that car. They don't give them up. They are built like tanks. They are known to run over a million miles. Known to. So if you pick one up with 150, 200,000 miles, that is nothing for that car. They do not break. They're so over-engineered. It's Japanese. They over-engineer everything. My, my Acura MDX has 320,000 miles on it. Bingo. Honda. Unbeatable, right? I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not giving it up because I just want something that doesn't have a whole lot of a, the technology, and it's my, it's my, uh, yeah. You can't go to the woods one. type when I'm ready. I need to bunker away. Exactly. So if you can find a a, a used Land Cruiser or an LX570, which I've been looking at, they're phenomenal, man. And you talk about hardcore. You can go overlanding in that thing very easily. You can take that hardcore off road, no issues, right? So Toyota knows a thing or two about engineering. Toyota's CEO is right now, as I'm talking to you, traversing the entire world, talking to European and American politicians and being like, listen, this whole electric battery thing is not the answer. It's not the answer. It's hydrogen fuel cells. Well, yeah, I think the gas electric model has some, some legitimacy to it. Like, hybrid. But, hybridization. But if, if, yeah, because if you're like once you get speed, I mean, most of your, your gas usage, right, is like not land, land, land cruiser, land cruiser taking that. off, going. But once you get to highway speeds and you're you're cruising, you could easily, you know, flip to electric and be charging that battery at the same time at high cruise speeds, right? And then flip back to one thing that I don't get V is like all these vehicles that turn off at freaking intersections when you're stopped, they turn off and then it starts back up again. I mean, have it's they a mess? Have they really thought about like uh, what happens when that starter or whatever it is that flips that switch yeah, to turn it back off. on? Like, I there's mean, a whole class action lawsuit against GM with their stupid start, to- start stop technology. It's a piece <laughs> of junk. It's a piece of junk. I hate it, you know? <laughs> I hate it, too. I'm like, next to a car, like, it starts. I'm like, what the hell? That's <laughs> yeah, dumb, man. It's so dumb. You know, that's the whole thing. So it's, it's like, so you have the, the CEO of, of Toyota and Honda and Nissan. They're not giving up inter- internal combustion. In fact, they're downsizing. They're coming out with, with, uh, with, with advanced filtration systems. The cars are producing practically zero hydrocarbons. Uh, they're hybridizing with uh, specific electric systems that are getting incredible range. Look, look at Ferrari. Okay, you want to talk about next-gen technology? Ferrari is literally the homologation of Formula One technology. And Ferrari is like, what are they? Their latest supercar, the SF90, which is an absolute beautiful supercar for four or $500,000. That is using a hybridized uh, engine technology, using a small displacement gas-powered V8 with... A uh, an electric motor producing over a thousand horsepower. They're hybridizing. How come they're not coming out with look electric? I think it works. It should be part of a solution. If you're living in a large city, great. I think it works for that application. I think it works for guys who have certain hypercars. They just want to have that quick zero to sixty hit, maybe a quick little top speed run, and that's it. But for the wider, it cannot replace trucks. It cannot replace buses. It cannot replace ships. It cannot replace aircraft. 
So this is the reason. They want you in their controlled grid cities driving around electric cars that they can hack into at any time. Oh, you're, you did not offset your carbon today. <laughs> Boom, your electric car goes off. What the hell? <laughs> and then for everybody else who are these shipping companies that have to somehow adjust and amalgamate into the new world of, of, of logistics and procurement, and they still got to sail ships, they still got to fly aircraft, they still got to haul you know, cross-country tractor trailers, they still got to use fuel. Mm-hmm. Now, they got to go ahead and buy credits that are going to be popping up from these carbon credit trading companies. They're going to have to buy carbon credits in order to offset them. Well, here's a yellow truck, right? The the shipping company, yellow truck, right? Or, or Swift or one of these uh, or NF or or, uh, or NFT or one of these other shipping companies, right? And they got the, they're running a fleet of trucks. And they got like a, a 300, 500, 1,000 trucks that are running cross-country all the time. They're absolutely not carbon neutral. They're producing a ton of CO2. And these guys are such idiot geniuses. Everything produces CO2, animals, humans, everything. It's a life driver. It's a life driver. This is, this is the equivalent of, of, of paying for air, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all mm-hmm. producing CO2. And now they got to go to XYZ Carbon Training Company. Because every, all these carbon trading companies are going to be the next business for Wall Street. You well, can expect J.P. Morgan to sell it and, and Goldman Sachs. And, and, and the trucking companies will be like, look, we, we, we did uh, you know, 5,000 tons of CO2 per kilometer this year. Uh, we need to buy some offsets. No problem. Cut us a check for $500 million. We'll offset it. And even though he's still polluted, he, according to them, CO2 is pollution, right? So even though the trucking company put like 5,000 tons of CO2 into the atmosphere for that entire year, and they paid $100 million fine or, or $100 million for the carbon offset, right? Or the insurance for it, or maybe they're part of a buying group that buys into that, right? Now the politicians and the environmental agencies will be like, oh, yes, XYZ uh, tr- uh, trucking company, they're carbon neutral. But they have a 1,000 fleet trucks, a 1,000 of them that are – you know, running uh, uh, Cummins turbo diesel straight sixes that are emitting, you know, 10,000 tons of CO2 per year. How are they carbon neutral? Just because they paid you. This is like this Catholic church church selling, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, forgiveness, right? Uh, they're mm-hmm. selling, uh, I forgot the exact term, but they, they would sell forgiveness. The selling of indulgences. Dear father, I'm about to rape my, 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 my neighbor's wife. I will give you 300 pence if you forgive me of my sins. <laughs> Go in peace, my son. I forgive you of the sin of rape. Well, it's the same the same crazy way with those smart readers they put on the home. Like everyone's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a smart reader, smart reader, oh, yeah. whatever. And then less than a year later, they're like, hey, you know, we can save you two or three dollars a month on your energy bill if you let us control and be able to adjust your air conditioning and, and your heater at peak times or when we need it to. And, and, and any sunny day, it's like the thermostat goes up to like 82, right? Like <laughs> you, you've, you've, have you got that call yet from your energy company where they want you to no. sign up for that program? No. Uh, yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll call their market. They're like, you know, we can, we can save you a little month, monthly amount. If you let us sign up for this, where we control your, your energy usage basically is what it, what yeah. it amounts to. It's the most insane thing in the world. I'm going to pay you hundreds of millions of dollars, and therefore I'm no longer a polluter. Think about what this does to air travel. So now the airline companies have to pool together and create new alliances in order to create some sort of a – maybe play an insurer who pays these carbon uh, trading companies. Now they have 
thousands of airplanes in their fleet. They're flying all over the world, but they're not polluters anymore because they paid hundreds of millions of dollars in carbon trading. This is a scheme. And nobody but here on Rogue do we talk about it and break it down. This is how it works. We're no longer polluters. Why not? We are British Airways. We are no longer polluters. But, but you're flying Airbus A380s and Airbus A350s and Boeing uh, 777-300ERs. Uh, and you're flying 787 Dreamliners. How are you not a polluter? These things emit hundreds of thousands of tons of CO2 per year. That is all right. Because we paid Goldman Sachs. <laughs> 200 million dollars and now we are carbon neutral and wall street will take those carbon credits they'll create derivatives on it and they will make trillions on the churn this is what the west has come to it's the selling of indulgences it's the old economic model run by the corrupt catholic vatican back in the middle ages it's back it's back and it's got a green face on it's unreal man this is what the this is what you know who's to blame for this? It's you. All of us. We need to look in the mirror. This is what happens when your country no longer has a physical economy with physical production, with a physical mo a real monetary system. This is what happens when you let psychopaths and their imaginary world run rampant. You, this was happened. This is it's the carbon trading scheme is perfect. It prevents industry from developing. It curtails industry. It is able to more effectively pick winners and losers. You don't have a capitalist system at that point. You have something that is beyond communism at this point. You have something that is some sort of a technocratic tyranny. Where now government regulators are going to pick winners and losers? Yep. Government regulators are going to decide what industries will thrive and which ones will die, not based on market competition or innovation, but because he who has access to the purse, he who has access to the levers of control. This is what Ayn Rand warned about. It's not about merit anymore or, or, or innovation or production. It's about who has the ear, who has the lever to the levers of control who has the, the 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 reach and the influence to those who run the graft this is terrifying and when they get this rolled in there's no limits what they can do there's no limits what they can do you better believe your vaccine passes and your and your paychecks will be tied to this unreal man it is unreal. I, I was looking for that video that I sent. It was. It was. Um, I can't remember which neocon it was. Was talking about about Ukraine, and it was. It was so funny, and because he was. He was saying that um, what what Vladimir Putin fears the most is the United States uh, sending uh, freedom and democracy to Ukraine. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's what Putin's really worried about. Like the United States yeah, and yeah, freedom and liberty. <laughs> yeah, look. I think it might have been Ted Cruz was was saying. I don't know. Who, I think it, it sounds like something Roger Wicker would say. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you right now. 
the multipolar world is not afraid of globo homo anymore. And that's what the West is. The West is globo homo. And they're not going to be afraid of a bunch of globo homos. It's just not going to happen. Nope. And I'm nope. gonna I'm gonna leave you guys with this uh, one picture, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, where the hell is it? Yeah, we're working. We're working on. I'm hesitant to say anything at all because it's still in the in the works. V, but um, I've reached out to quite a, a few people in the uh, Julian Assange camp, and nice. I think I think we're going to put together a um, a 24 hour uh, live stream, uh, like vigil support, whatever you whatever you want to call it, with uh, numerous uh, guests. Um, uh, T- Taylor Hudak, who's who's done a lot of the. Um, a lot of the coverage for it and and so so you know a lot of music whatever it's still early in the in the works uh but once we get that that formalized i think it's something that 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 needs to be done i just like this weekend i was i was thinking a lot about that just in terms of the united states our 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 government and it's never never been a point where i would say that i've been you know, ever embarrassed, you know, for our government, it's action, but it's just, you know, completely insane. Like it, I'm almost beginning to even wonder why, like why he's even being held right now. I know you got that video, no reason. Play, but it's just, no, I can't find it. Don't even worry about it. No, okay. Yeah. So just, you know, just insane. And then, and then for that, the, the, lower, the court to send it back to the lower court in terms of, you know, potentially um, allow him, allowing him to be extradited, you know, to, uh, to the United States. I mean, that's just, just completely, completely insane. It reminds me of like, you know, Ir- Irwin Sh- uh, Schiff. Um, yeah. Everyone's probably familiar with Irwin. Probably one of the very first political political prisoners uh, by, by our government. Um, uh, Lynn Larouche, um, oh, another another one. another one that had to leave our country. Um, you know, because of his outspokenness to our, to our government. But that's what our government does best. Uh, we, we were you know a land and and full of full of tyrants and 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 if you speak out against us, we'll find ways to to uh, to lock you up, to jail you, incarcerate you, and and throw away the keys. Absolutely. Uh, another day in exceptional stand. And if people don't wake up, people don't understand how this. Well, people need to get smart. You need to get real sophisticated and real smart real quick as to what the hell this thing is and how this whole entire thing works. But this is what carbon, you know, credit trading is. This is the next boondongle for Wall Street because fiat currency has already run its course. The fiat experiment is about to fail, and this is what they got left. So, anyway, that's what I got to say. Anything else you want to say, Siege? That's it. Keep it locked and loaded right here, 2 p.m. Yeah, player, 2 p.m. You got Jeff Jet Blake coming on, and uh, this was supposed to be a short show, Siege, but anyway, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. Yep, absolutely. All right, folks, and with that being said, we are over and out. Keep it locked here. Jet Blake is next, 2 p.m. He's going to be getting into counter space and all all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. And the counter space is not, you know, the, the space on your kitchen counter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. You know, people are like, I have problems with Do counter I want space. Marvel? Do I want uh Is he going to be talking about remodeling? No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to be talking about some heavy, hard stuff. So get ready for that. That's code, people. That's code. When we start yep. talking countertops, that's code. Yeah. <laughs> Fear not, global homo will fail. Believe that. And uh, with that being said, we're at the end of the program. And I guess I'm going to take it away. Cheers. <laughs>